what would you say you like most about writing songs? Um, I think it is just the feeling of letting something kind of come through you and, and when it goes well to be able to document that feeling and those sounds you start hearing inside your head and the lyrics that all of that evokes. And, um, it's a really, a really light going through that. I love it. Hmm. What would you say are some of the most important, like, qualities or traits for for a professional songwriter to have um listening patience um open-minded open-mindedness um and expression hmm. can you talk to me about anything you found that's helpful to to help get you into the kind of mind state where you feel like you can, you know, kind of create your best work? I think, well, you know, I get um, ideas and melodies just at various odd times. And I think, but you have to set aside the time to then finish it. And bring it to life, or you have to set aside this time where you're giving yourself that opportunity. You know, you, you, you but I mean, you can get ideas anywhere um, and at odd moments, and you have to write them down. Or uh, I always sing my melody ideas now into my phone. It used to be a cassette recorder. And then those little portable, uh, you know, dictaphone things. Uh, so now it's my phone on the dictation app. And uh, I find a lot of times lately, um, they'll come 6.30 in the morning, whatever, before I get out of bed. And uh, sometimes, you know, and then sometimes it's at night. Sometimes it's when I'm driving or uh having a conversation with somebody it just i never know when a song idea is going to come uh i had a couple today uh i'm at a bluegrass uh conference in raleigh north carolina right now called ibma we had the americana conference last week and uh this week it's the, the bluegrass one and um so i had a couple of uh melodies come to me earlier today when I got up and um, I put one thing down on guitar, just half of it. Um, I'm still missing the other half. Sometimes I'll get a verse or a chorus, you know, I'll know it's like, okay, yeah, this is a verse or, okay, this is the chorus. So now I've got to go back. And um, so the challenge is as a uh, touring musician a lot is to find those times when you're not um, having to do life stuff or music biz stuff that occupy so much time to actually you know get get all of that finished a lot of times I will um, 
it's when I, and I've, I've talked to other people, like, you know, they said, I need a deadline. I need a deadline. So for me, you know, they're talking about themselves saying that, like, I'll say, Hey, let's get together and do this kind of song for this type of project. And they say, great. Yes. Hey, I really need a deadline. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> for years, that's kind of been uh, true for me with a lot of different projects. I do at least the, the ones that are my own things is to actually have that studio time booked and the players booked. And I know I, I must come up with something really worthy to record, you know, something that is good enough to make a difference um, and not just something of like, oh, thank goodness, I've come up with enough things to, you know, eat up this time and, you know, not waste these great musicians' time. I've given them something to record. Something that's but, worth it. Yeah, but yeah, but you've got to, uh, I think all of us have to do that when we record. We, could, we have to challenge ourselves to uh, try to make magic. I'd love to hear you talk about what some of your favorite characteristics are of the people you most admire to work with. Like, like what types of people do you, do you most love working with both in the business sense, but also playing with? I think, you know, playing wise, there's just so many great musicians that um, I think we kind of have a, common link thread and uh it's i'm it, it just more and more i see that like you know this week at this bluegrass thing there are so many we kind of speak the same language you know we grew up listening to this catalog of bluegrass songs so somebody can start the song then people can just jump right in they know the song they know how to improvise on it and maybe play something a little different or sing it with a slight variation or sing it like the original. Um, and that I, I really uh, in, get a, a joy out of that. And, um, and then to write for that, um, hmm. a lot of times when I make a record, I will, you know, have a specific, uh, purpose or goal in mind why well, okay i'm getting ready to do this new album with the poe rambling boys they're a traditional bluegrass band um working with ralph stanley he was uh um, had his own sound very uh distinct sound and i knew that i needed to write within uh those parameters for him so that he would that it, it worked for him it sounded like him um uh, somebody like Robert Hunter, who I think about every day. Uh, I really um, feel so fortunate to have known him. And uh, when I sing the songs we wrote together, uh, I, I seem to find more and more depth to his lyrics when I when I sing him or something new uh that just i marvel at and i was always uh in awe 
of him being around him. And it took me a while to um, get comfortable and relaxed enough around him. Not that he, uh, he was a very open guy, but he was just because it was him and uh, of his greatness, it was, um, uh, well, it was just, it was real inspiring and, and uh, it was just a wonderful experience. Can't even imagine. What do you think others might say in the same line of thinking about you working with you? Well, I feel, I think, and I don't know if I'll ever get past this feeling, but I still feel like I am finding that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not really conscious or, uh, I don't think that really about, um, my stuff. I kind of am looking, trying to go to the next thing so much that I don't reflect much on my own stuff, but I'm kind of caught up in what's coming next. Um, mm -hmm. I do, you know, I've, uh, this brand new album with the Poe Ramblin' Boys, I um, have been uh, listening to it a lot to learn the songs. We had a gig last weekend in Kentucky, and it was the first time we had, we had played a four of these songs at Merle Fest uh, last uh, April. And, but I wasn't really sure how many of the songs we could put in, into a set or I'd put some songs I did with Ralph Stanley in there too, since they said that when they were kids, they listened to that record hmm. um, or the, the both of them. And um, so uh, I was listening more intently to that, this new record to learn the songs and to try to do them justice. So, uh, and um, I listened, I've listened some to some of the Ralph Stanley things recently and uh, just have real fond memories of recording them and uh, really vividly remember being in the studio those times with him and, and the band, the Clinch Mountain Boys and, um and then uh the record I've been the the Robert Hunter stuff uh there there were when I'm doing my solo things sometimes I also uh listen to a song or two to think hey I want to try to work this one up and so I get um uh really deep into listening to those sometimes just to but other than that i'm i'm like thinking okay i need to finish this thing or that and um so i i still feel in a lot of ways and i've, I've said this before uh like i'm a new artist hmm. in, in a lot of ways you know what i mean and so um i love that uh so i'm i'm uh i still have a lot to finish this is flowers on the stage a podcast about being creative and finding success to support it please check out our sponsors new belgium brewing thrax cbd and ticket relief the ticketing company that plants trees with a portion of each ticket sold and now back to the episode 
jump in, jump in a little bit to the side here. I'd, I'd love to hear what you can share that you've come to learn about living a life you can be proud of and like what advice you could share for, for maybe younger people listening or even myself about, you know, living life where you can look back and, you know, really say, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of this life. Boy, that's a, uh, that's an ongoing thing. And I don't, uh, I, when I was younger, I used to think, I didn't think I would live very long. And, um, uh, but then I have, you know, in, in the scheme of things. And, but I thought like Graham Parsons and Hank Williams Sr. and some of these guys that I really idolized that uh, there would be this intensity to life musically. And that was kind of what everything, I, I put everything into that, into music. And um, I think, and I'm not really sure if I can say uh, I've matured emotionally. I, I hope I'm slow. You know, it's been very slow. I think I'm kind of a uh, embarrassingly and regrettably kind of a late bloomer in, in some ways where I should have grown up more, you know, at a young age. And uh, so I hope that I get the chance um, I've got a song I haven't finished called With the Life That's Left in Me. Uh, I'm going to try. And um, boy, so many, uh, we keep losing people, of course, every year. And um, I do want to uh, live life to the full, to the, uh, to the good goodness you know to um it's it's uh it's something i guess we all need to do but i sure do you know i'm 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 learning still how to live really you know in um in a way excuse me that uh, to be proud of. I love your, your like beginner's mind with all of the, with everything, you know, it's like each day is day zero. Yeah. That's mm. the way it is for us. Yeah. And looking back at, at your career, your accomplishments, you know, Grammys, big, big crowds, amazing, legendary collaborators, like, what if you learn ultimately brings you the most real, true fulfillment? I think that it's those uh, little things in life. Um, and those just, it's, it's moments sometimes really where um, it all kind of makes sense in some ways, I mean, th things don't make sense very often for me, at least. Um, 
those moments are very rare and fleeting in some ways. Um, and we maybe we all go through this, but I will sometimes feel like, ah, okay, this peaceful, peaceful time, peaceful moment. Okay, I'm going to keep this with me now. I have, uh, this is the way I want it to always be. And then boom, next thing you know, it's stress mill again. Um, I uh, find that sometimes with my Qigong practice that um, it gives my brain and my mind something to uh, refocus on um, from, I, I, I find that for myself, um, I just, I guess my thought patterns or whatever, uh, latch on to the chaotic, stressful things. And, uh, and it seems like that in life, it's a never ending series of things thrown at you all the time. And I've got a song for my record called Hope, and it's called Breathe Real Slow. And um, the lyrics, one of the lyrics, of course, breathe real slow, breathe real slow. Life is coming at you. Breathe real slow. And, um, you know, that that helps me is, is during those times of like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can handle this anymore and what is going on out there in the world what and you know and so it helps me to just kind of uh reflect a little bit breathe quiet my mind uh but it's not an easy thing I'm, i've i've got a long way to go with that and uh even though i practice that and uh tai chi and some different um chinese internal arts yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I've been doing it for a long time, but I realize, uh, and it helps a lot, but I'm definitely a beginner at that. I've not mastered anything in this world. Um, I think, you know, what's that uh, saying, like do something 10,000 times and you're good at it. So sometimes I feel like when I'm playing with a honky tonk band or a bluegrass band, or I'm playing solo someplace that that sometimes for me is like a practice of these internal uh, healing arts is that it's like, ah, okay. I feel it now. This is great. I'm able to integrate this with what I've been doing for years and years, but I'm feeling, you know, I've got this different thing I'm I'm adding to my part of it that makes me feel really connected with the audience and with the music. Hmm. Well, Jim, it's so humbling and so so great to get to talk with you and hear hear your you take too. on on all the above. Yeah. And yeah, everyone out there listening, we got links in the description. Find Jim's new album as well as his upcoming tour dates all that good stuff following him on socials so yeah jim couple couple kind of like rapid fire questions as we're okay. we're wrapping up here sure what have you learned 
are the most important qualities for a great leader to have? Boy, I'm 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 not a great leader. So, but I the ones that I think are that I've observed are um, they understand people and they kind of intuitively or through learning that uh, it's just like, hey, somebody needs to lead the charge on this thing or lead the way. There's this person or groups of a group of people that need to be walked through this door to another room or to get across this road or cross this bridge and somebody needs to gather them up and and take them across i think that there are certain uh, communication skills and there's there's certain uh I, I think in the music business which is probably like so many other businesses but um it it is fraught I feel like with a lot of turmoil, disappointment, et cetera, et cetera, a lot of things will go wrong. And there are so many relational aspects of it that you, there are a lot of things you have to, you know, you could end up just yelling at somebody and, and whatever, and then you're going to, if you're still working with them tomorrow, you have to be aware that it's like, hey, I just chewed this person out or I got chewed out. And so, but darn it, we, we're going to be working together for a while. Or I'm having a disagreement with somebody in the band or somebody's driving me nuts or I'm, you know, whatever. And then you're going to be traveling with that person. And that person, though, is also doing a great job at what they're doing and so there's i th i think and to make a long story interminable with this rapid fire answer i'm giving you <laughs> uh is that uh you know with with people you're working with um or you, you have to um consider the other person I guess too, you know, what are they going through? What, you know, and how can you communicate to that person if you aren't, aren't happy with something? How is a way you can talk to them? Not, not in a patronizing way. I've got this term I use sometimes called Andy Griffith psychology. And <laughs> growing up watching the Andy Griffith show, he seemed to be such a master at, you know, when somebody was just, you know, an Ernest T. Bass character or Barney or, or Opie or whoever, but to, to kind of see this bigger picture and to be able to, you know, maybe in, instead of pointing out these other people's foibles, you know, get them to see this positive side of what, oh, you had this idea, you know, that, but, and then to give that person some uh, good feeling about what they're doing, I guess. And so I think, um, you know, and a lot of this, what you're answering, I mean, I, boy, sometimes I just 
cringe at some of the things with, uh, you know, just lessons or, or people or, or uh, interactions with people in life that it's just like, oh my gosh, I, I wish I would have done this a different way. And so when those chances come up again, it's like I've, I've learned the hard way. I've made the mistakes, you know, to say, hey, I'm going to do something different now. And it's like, now's a redemption opportunity. Yeah, that's right. I'd love to hear if you had to recommend three of your own songs as a way to get to know you, which three would you pick? Hmm. Um, I would say uh, one would be Lost in the Lonesome Pines, a bluegrass song I wrote for Ralph Stanley and I to sing together. Um, you Don't Seem to Miss Me that uh, Patty Loveless and George Jones did. Um, and maybe King of Broken Hearts, that's a song I wrote as a tribute to Graham Parsons and George Jones. Uh, and then I, to, to, and then a couple more. Now I can't just <laughs> but uh, one would be a song off of hope called The Opportunity to Help Somebody Through It because it's a different sounding song and then a country song called That Kind of Life that kind of day. Mm. And, and my last question for you here, hypothetically, let's say you live to be 101 and a half or something like that, 100 years old. What do you think 100-year-old Jim would say to you today? The, the, I mean, the looking back, like if I was, if that 100-year-old Jim was kind of like this, uh, ghost of christmas future type right thing. you got so, a little um, ghost I, telephone i uh hmm. <laughs> i guess that ghost would say to the 66 year old me 100 year old <laughs> would say keep at it kid don't be discouraged don't give up <laughs> operative words kid yeah but i do you know it's funny i i still go through those times of intense discouragement and um and i think for anybody out there when we go through those times uh it is to just keep going you know and to know that it always does seem to lighten up at some point even though we all have to endure these you know awful periods and and things and uh i'm uh gosh i became i watch too much news but i want to be informed you know i i do uh, that was something that i kind of started doing i guess in my 30s was just to try to it's like hey i don't i, I don't really know what's going on out there so i i want to be informed i think sometimes there's a good cap per day of us news junkies that it's like, okay, I think, all right, I know what's going on now today out there in the world, pretty much. I will check back in seven hours or 
tomorrow morning or tomorrow night. And, and I'll be interested to see what else is going on because I, I sometimes it, uh, I get too carried away with it, with all the minutia of things that I don't need to. I'm not a, I'm not a social media guy. Um, I have somebody that does it and I definitely see the value of it and things are different um these days i get you know as far as all the biz stuff but i just don't i'm kind of a luddite i don't um when i first started writing with robert hunter in 96 uh i didn't know how to i i kept putting off hey i don't want to learn how to get on the internet i don't want to learn how to use a computer <laughs> So I finally did, but I'm not very, I'm, I'm still very rudimentary in that, embarrassingly enough. But, uh, but anyway, we have to all balance the time, whatever we do with our time. You know, it hits me every once in a while when I go, oh, wow, these years have flown by. You know, this, it's already practically October, you know, and uh, it's like, okay. I think um, we get in those situations too uh, when you have some kind of a deadline or something is uh, uh, you've got to do something, you know, you've got to get something done on time. And then when you really have to put your focus and attention on something, it uh, makes you realize it's like, hey, I need to be doing more of this. You know, this is good to you know, practice this much and write this much and learn these songs. Totally. Well, Hey, Jim, thank you so much for, for everything, for, you know, a life's work, for taking the time here with me. This has been, this has been an amazing conversation, man. Thank you. Cam, thank you. This has been a good run through for the taping today. All right. I'm ready to start. Let's go ahead. I'm getting the hang I've got. So let's go ahead and, Go ahead and start taping now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hopefully this will uh, inspire the, a, a song or a chorus or something like that. I hope so. I hope well, so. my man, well, great to meet you, Jim. You too. I look forward to seeing you out there. Likewise. Likewise. Take care out there. You too. Bye-bye. I'm Katie Daly, producer of Flowers on the Stage. This episode is brought to you by New Belgium Brewing. Música, música